Gracious yeah. Losers seven. podcast, episode seven. seven. <laughs> it's been a whirlwind couple it's, months. It's been a, it's been a rough go for us recording, mm. but we're gonna get back in the swing of things here. Uh, as always, I'm Paul and I'm Casey. And uh, tonight we decided to do something a little different. We're gonna get to it here in a minute, but as we always do at the beginning of our podcast, Casey, what are you drinking? Um, I will. Say, I, you know, I've been drinking a couple things. I had the Block Fifteen Fresh Flow, which just came out recently, which is always amazing. Because uh, again, like I've said many times, Block Fifteen in general is great, and the Fresh Flow is is super perfect for a a great summer evening like it is right now. And send I was beer. Send us beer, Block Fifteen. Yeah, send us send beer. Send us beer. Yeah, send us <laughs> mini beers, mini varieties, whatever. And I'll, also, I finished earlier while I was watching the uh, game five of the of the NBA uh, finals. Was level beers. She's not fast enough for you, old man. Which is a hazy IPA. It's excellent. It's Galaxy Hops, which are a little different, but I liked I liked Galaxy Hops, um, and I like this beer. It was, it was another tasty hazy. Yeah. Thanks for saving me some case. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you know, you were taking your sweet-ass time, so... I was, I was. Uh, for yourself. I have a fresh flow as well. Yeah. Always good. Everything from Block 15 is fantastic. Um, I also had earlier a um, an, an IPA from Bear Lake Brewing here in Portland. It's called Rose City Park. Yeah. Let's taste it. And I don't even know how to describe it. I was, we were talking about it earlier. It's, it's not It's not really hoppy. It's not yeah. really piney. It's not really bitter. It's not... Really fruity. It's just like a really drinkable yeah. beer. It's just a really nice I don't smooth know, beer. I don't know too much of how it was brewed, but I almost got. And I know it's called a Rose City Rose Park, but I almost got like a taste of rose in the in the front, which is kind of interesting. Maybe that's. Oh, see, I didn't get that. Maybe you didn't get that. Yeah. I, I got a little bit of that. It was, I should it was drink a, it again. Yeah. I should drink it again. So the format tonight is instead of talking about what's been happening in sports lately or uh, what's upcoming in sports lately. We're going to do a little thing that is basically a Q&A with each other. So we each thought of six questions to ask each other. Some about sports, some not about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to kind of get back in the flow of uh, recording a pod. Yeah. So I think on that note, I'm going to start with the questions. The first question I have for you, Casey, is about sports. Okay. It's I'm about ready. our Blazers. About our Blazers. So our uh, hit or miss GM is the best way to put Good old Neil, yeah. GM bro. That sounds about right. Uh, Neil Olshay loves his reclamation projects, right? right? He had the, uh, he got Mo Harkless for a song. He got Nurkic and a first for Mason Plumley. Yeah. Uh, Nick Stoskis. The list goes on and on and on. Is there anyone out there in the NBA currently that you think could be on the Blazers' radar as the next guy who has missed opportunity in yeah. their current situation? And could find new life here in Portland. Sure, I think there's a there's a number of players out there that that might kind of fit that mold. Whether or not you know he he's into bringing those players on, I don't know. But um, there's one, there's a few old Phoenix Suns that we were kind of talking about these two, um, Marquise Chris and who is now on Houston. Houston, but I think yeah. he's a he's a he's a restricted free agent. Okay. Him and Bender are are both interesting first round prospects because they're they're both guys who can stretch the floor. They're bigger players, athletic ish, um, but both have been very underwhelming. Underwhelming, excuse me. Uh, so those are two guys you could see that he could possibly throw a little money at, and that wouldn't be much because um, Bender is a unrestricted free agent. I kind of like Bender. Yeah, I I'm know. not gonna lie. I kind of, I, I kind of dig the guy, it. The guy's thing is is three point shooting, and 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 he's has he's he has not been good at that so far. Um, 
and he's had a lot of opportunities. So, but Terry Stotts does one thing very well, and that's make adequate three point shooters decent three point shooters. That's true, and the guy's only the guy's only twenty two years old, so he has he has a lot of room for yeah. growth. Uh, another guy is is a is a team that we that Olshay is not afraid of dealing with, and that's Denver. Another guy I was kind of oh. looking at is Juan Hernan Gomez. I love it. Who I always had a little bit of that potential to be a great stretch, kind of bigger, like a, a stretch, uh, like a small forward. He's like a small forward, kind of uh, power forward type of guy. Um, and he he kind of fallen out of the rotation. Denver. He played a little bit last year with some injuries. But he's a guy I could see fitting with the, with our team. Yeah, uh, I like it. Yeah, so that that's another one I thought. It's like you know, looking at a team like Denver, where the, Olshea obviously has, and Denver have obviously worked well together. Uh, I could see that being a pretty decent fit for Portland. Uh, another dude was was Prince, who was on my list, Tarim Prince, and he got traded already. I know oh, yeah. you don't agree that yeah. he's a reclamation project, but Atlanta obviously didn't have much faith in the guy. Um, yeah, he, he his his rookie year was pretty solid, but his his sophomore year was not as great. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know if he's necessarily need to revive his career. I don't think he's at that point yet. Maybe another bad year, we'll yeah. see. But I mean, before tonight's pod, I would have told you maybe he'll be backing up Kevin Durant in uh, in Brooklyn. Sure. But, uh, yeah. And looked so good for OKD and his Achilles tonight. So. No, it did not. Sadly, yeah, sadly for him. Uh, Stanley Johnson's another one out there. I like that a um, lot. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what... I think he has a year left on his contract, I believe. And he's in New Orleans now. Yeah, is he? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, he's man. in New Orleans. Jeez. Yeah, he got that traded to the deadline last year. Uh, so obviously Detroit Detroit played him a lot. They had some faith in him, but yeah. but he didn't he didn't play super well. He didn't shoot the three balls great. And he, he just... Kind of was an also an underwhelming player, so he's another guy I could see maybe you know us uh, targeting because New Orleans is obviously not going to be keeping all the, those. There's going to be a lot of turnover in New Orleans, so I guess the 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 focus of what I'm guessing Olshay will do would be a small forward type player that can possibly score, that can hit the three, that can play some defense. Might be an upgrade over a Harkless. Um, it's going to be hard to do without a trade. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be hard to do with that trade because I feel like but you know, I, the only guy we go over the cap for is Aminu because of the bird rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, and I would think that pending a, a massive offer from somewhere else, yeah. Aminu probably comes back. Yeah, I think so too. And I think but that's Cam- power forward. We're, t- we're looking at power forward there. Yeah, I, well, I'm saying, but as far as cap space, though. Yeah. Space. And I think Cantor, I think, is is the mo- most likely of the bunch to come back, I aside agree. from Aminu. Yeah. Right? I, I think Hood, Hood could, but I think Hood might actually get an offer somewhere bigger. You might. I think Seth Curry is good as God. I think he's gone. Yeah. So, I mean, then it's, you know, what's out there for the, the mid-level at best? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, a, a guy like Chris and Bender, I, I don't think either one of them are going to get a ton, but... But I could see us trying to make a deal for Hernan Gomez or Johnson. Uh, other guys on the list. I mean, there's, there's not a lot I was looking through. I mean, Kaminsky is going to be a free agent. Eh, I don't know. I he, think he Kam- can stretch the floor. It might fit our bench. I, th- I, I He's a restricted free agent. I don't think that they're going to match anything. I don't love I Kaminsky here, but I think I think Kaminsky, in the right fit, could be a, an NBA player. Yeah. He has enough skill to do it. It's sure. just... 
you know, Charlotte just kills players. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you. I don't yeah. know what it is. It seems like it. I, 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 maybe they're not killing players. Maybe they just have really bad decision-making and draft the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. But, man, they swing and miss a lot. Yeah. And uh, Super Mario in, in New York, he's an unrestricted free agent as well. Might be an interesting player to just throw a little bit of money at see what can happen. He didn't do a whole lot to raise a stock this he, year. He and did I not. was super into this But guy. it's also the Knicks. Yeah, well, yeah. But, like, where, I mean, he got minutes. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. why didn't he do anything? I mean, he blocked LeBron that one game. I, I don't and, know then he... wa- and then stepped over him. And... Yeah. Yeah, he's always been a little cocky. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my list. That's my list there. I mean, other than... Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. That's a good list. Yeah. So, let's get on to asking you a question. Let's do it. Let's see here. So, my we're going to stick with basketball. My first question for you is, what Blazers player whose career was cut short with injury or whose career um, was kind of slowed by being overseas? Uh, oh, would you like see. to see in a full career... <laughs> Which one? Which one of these players would you like to see the most full career as a Blazer player? Oops, uh, Sabonis. Okay. Brandon Roy. Okay. Yeah, Greg Oden, and Sam Bowie. Why not throw Sam okay. Bowie? In there? Well, we're gonna throw Sam Bowie yeah. right now. Uh, yeah, because that's the least one. I just throw him in there. Yeah, I felt yeah, bad. Yeah. No, I understand. I'm, yeah. We're gonna throw Bowie right out. Okay. I, so this is a hard one for me. That's a very hard one, isn't it? Because it, it, there, there are different lenses that I'm looking at this under. Yeah. So we got a number of really good years out of Sabonis. Yeah. And Sabonis was definitely past his prime at that point, but was still more than serviceable mm-hmm. as a starting NBA center. Yeah. Uh, had we got him when we acquired his rights, wow. I mean, it would have been... Pretty impressive team. Would have been a pretty yeah. impressive team throwing him on that that original uh, you know late 80s, early would 90s. Would the league have been ready for a player like that? I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question, because he would have definitely... Broke the mold mm-hmm. for what the the traditional NBA center was. It was yeah. a lot of uh, low post, yep. and that's not Sabonis' game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, and I, I I'm always gonna wonder what if with with Greg Oden. But I think that the main thing with Oden was that I don't think he ever really liked to play basketball. Yeah. I don't think he was just a big guy. I agree. Yeah. I don't think he ever had the passion for it. So I think the answer here. <clears throat> which is which is a little you know two sided the way I say this is is Brandon Roy and yeah. I think a lot of Blazer fans forget about how amazing Brandon Roy was yeah oh, me yeah. and me included I've come yeah. back around I think I'm I've, the same way I, I have definitely forgot as well I fell off the wagon for a while when people were saying like you know they should put seven up on the rafters yeah. and I was like no you you yeah. gonna be kidding you only me had and good now three years and now that. I'm all in. I, I mean, I still think he's he goes in after Kersey. I hope so. If, but, if either one happens, I hope it's Kersey. But I think uh, I think Roy deserves it because he. First off, he was the, the the second coming. He he was he really was the, what brought us back into the winning spotlight after Trader Bob and the yeah the, the quote unquote Jailblazer era. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he he had such a fluid game. He was great in the community. Yeah, um, guys liked playing with him. Yeah, he, you know, he didn't have the the promotional appeal that Dame has. Yeah, um, you know, with with big money shoe deals and the Hulu contract and the rap career. Um, 
But Brandon Roy was a he special. He was a quiet star. He was a special yeah. player. He was a special player. And he made, he made a lot of game-winning shots and a lot of special moments that a lot of fans forget about. Yeah. And I think some fans are a little salty because after not playing for so long for Portland, they tried to come back with Minnesota. I think some fans got a little salty about that. Yeah. I don't like that. But I don't I, like that. <laughs> How can you get mad about a guy... Trying to come back and play. Yeah, he he was a good dude. Yeah, he and was. Uh, the the downside here, the two sided part that I was talking about is if you if you keep Brandon, yeah, you don't get you don't get Dave, you don't get Dave, yeah, and, and you I probably think, don't get CJ. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, but you also might not lose Aldridge. Yeah, maybe not. I don't, yeah, so, I don't know how the relationship was. So I mean, and a lot of a lot of the whole Roy thing. So you think honestly, about it like right now, if if. If that worked out, you might still have a team with Brandon Roy in L.A. right now doing whatever they do. Who knows what they would have done. They needed that third wheel, and that's where Odin... That's where Odin came in. That's where Odin fell fell off the wagon there. Um, But who knows what happens over time. Meaning, like, if those two are together, you might have gotten something at some point. I wonder where the roster flexibility would be. It'd be interesting to look at that, like, in the projection... You sure. know, and how many years Brandon Roy would have been at and where the, the, Mm -hmm. the max and the super max and all that would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Roy's my answer. What though. Is your answer? Okay. Roy's my answer. I think it's it's a really close second with Sabonis because I I yeah. really would be curious in the you know let's say eighty nine ninety like how a center with that kind of yeah. range and that kind of passing ability would have fit in that that era of yeah. the NBA. I really I think that it could have really changed the game a little a little quicker than it changed. I think it, I think it could have been a big thing. I mean, do you think it would have changed? The- I, I think his talent is pretty undeniable, and I, and I think a coach like Adelman would have been able to work work with that. I agree. pretty well and use it to to beat a team like Chicago. But would it be class. like a paradigm shift to where like guys like Matumbo and Morning and Shaq like are they are, do they come through and, and and keep their game the I same think way? So I don't I don't think it would have been a total paradigm change. I think it would have been kind of like a. Uh, just an anomaly right there, and maybe a glimpse of the future of games. And maybe Not a w- glimpse of Nikola Jokic. And, me- and maybe it would have brought some. Maybe would have uh, brought some different guys over. But I think it would have just been a yeah. just, a, just a little like a little glimpse, a little earlier glimpse into the future of how the huh. NBA would go. But that's just. I mean, that's just you know conjecture. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Really. Yeah. No. Absolutely. That's. I mean. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. So, question two for you. Is about the NFL. Yeah. So, if you've listened to the Gracious Losers podcast, you know that Casey loves Baker Mayfield. I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. <laughs> you really are. And that was just that basically came about from me uh, studying him during. I'm a big dynasty football fan, as are you. Fantasy football, uh, studying him, you know, before the draft. Just, yeah. just because like, I, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I was like. I like this guy. This guy's a good player. I loved him in college football. Yeah. I love the swagger he mm-hmm. had. Um, yeah. But we all know you love Baker, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. th- there's a bunch of other quarterbacks who who were decent or a little underachieving last year. Some rookies that played. Who, if any, do you think quarterback-wise takes the next step yeah. in their progression this year? Who do you think gets better uh, but, but honestly, both from a from a, a real football, a real NFL standpoint, sure. and a dynasty standpoint. Yeah. Well, that, this was a tough question for me. Um, I'm gonna quickly say that 
I, I thought Baker was going to be good right off the bat. And I, I also think um, Kyler Murray and Haskins are going to be good off right off the bat. Okay. Uh, I think Murray's offense is going to be really interesting. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy offense for him, and I think he's going to he's going to do just as well as Baker is. Um, and Haskins, I think if he can get protection, he's going to be he's going to be just fine because that's what he needs. I don't know about Washington's offense line right now, so it could be a little rough if he doesn't get that that protection. But we're talking we're talking guys that maybe struggled last year, like you said. So my number one guy is Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold is going to take a big step. I think that I, I don't I don't not a big Adam Gase believer personally, but they have a lot of talent around him. I think that he's a pretty good quarterback. I think he's going to take a good step. Um, I th- I think he's going to be a like a top 10, 15 quarterback. Maybe not this year, but coming up, he's going to be a top guy. They they threw two very important weapons around him. To yeah. Point. So yep. Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell. takes mm-hmm. a huge, huge yeah. weight off of his shoulders because they had no run game last year. And I think Jamison Crowder is a very underrated yeah, signing. I agree because he gives them that slot that they need. Yeah. Slot with him and Anunua, like he has security blankets now. Sure. Uh, I'll talk about two other quarterbacks that I don't think are going to take that step. One is Lamar Jackson. I I've never been a huge Lamar Jackson fan. I don't know if he's that great of an actual quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. You know, they've been putting a ton of pieces around him, and I could be wrong about this one. You know, they drafted... Uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. They they, uh, they signed Mark Ingram to kind of just to get another dimension on that run game. They have a ton of tight ends. They have a ton of weird kind of receivers that fit what they're trying to do. I don't know if he's that great. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. It's just such a different system than than the one we've been used to with Baltimore with Joe Flacco. It's just, so I don't know if I buy it. He could be he could be in line for a big a big year, but I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to take that step. Um, I don't know what you think about him, but I, you know I I go back and forth. Yeah. I don't. He's not accurate. Yeah. At all. But if Hollywood legs are if, if Hollywood Brown's healthy <clears throat> yeah. and they put him on the outside, he's going to beat almost any corner down the field. And Lamar Jackson has a, mm-hmm. a rocket arm. He does. I don't think he can overthrow Hollywood Brown. Yeah. You might not be able so to. if they can, if they can pop the top off that defense one or two times a game, yeah, and then run the ball the rest of the time and short dump off passes, it, it might be a yeah. better season than you think. Yeah. I, they're not, they're not going to count on Lamar Jackson to yeah. throw the ball a ton. No, they're not. Right? Yeah, and that's probably smart. Yeah. So that that moves me out a little bit onto the next quarterback, which is Josh Allen. I'm not a big believer um, in Josh Allen at all, to be honest. But at the same time, they got a guy like John Brown there this year who is super fast, and it's very similar. Like, is John Brown so fast that Josh Allen can't overthrow him? Right. I don't know. Josh Allen's <laughs> been pretty – that's been his one thing. Is He's been pretty solid with that deep pass. His issue is get, is he's just horrible with intermediate passes. Any, any accuracy that's not deep, he's just – he's pretty bad. So I don't think – I think he's going to be a bust here just, you know, completely. I don't like Josh Allen at all. Okay. Okay. I don't. Yeah. I don't agree. Okay. Um, but I think. I think you saw. I mean, he's great on his feet, but at at some point, teams are going to take that away, and he's not as good on his feet as Lamar Jackson is. No, no, so, he's not. And so I, when teams start taking that away, he, and the, he's going to be forced to to make some throws, I think so it's not going to go well. Here's here's my take on the Bills, and this is. I mean, we'll 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 do division previews as we get farther into the summer. And we start recording, but my thing with the Bills is they made two huge, 
huge upgrades on their offensive line. Signing sure. Mitch Morse from Kansas City to be their center uh, and drafting the kid from A&M. I forget his name off the top of my head because I wasn't prepared to talk about this. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> he's going to play guard. Yeah. So I think that they're going to have a running back by committee, first off, if they even keep Shady. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors he's gone. Yeah. And so if they keep Shady, it's it's McCoy, Gore, and, and Yeldon, yeah. let alone Singletary, and Singletary. the rookie yeah. there. Yep. Um, if they They're if they cut Lashawn McCoy, then you still got Gore Yeldon and, and Devin Singletary. Yeah. They're all going to be effective running the ball mm-hmm. behind those two because those two like to hit people and they like to run sure. block. And they're also very serviceable pass blockers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So those two on the line make it way better for Josh Allen than it was last year. So he should have more time to sure. throw. I don't know. The I don't problem know if time is, is the is the issue. The, the, well, the issue that's, is his actual like accurate even even feeling pressured when he's not pressured. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is sophomore slump, right? Yeah. We'll see. He wasn't even that great last year, though. <laughs> I don't know. Well, again, we're we're looking at NFL sure, versus sure. fantasy versus fantasy. He was he was damn good because sure, he ran, he the ran ball a lot. Ton. Yeah, I'm and talking he will real. Killed doing that this year. Well. And you gotta remember the thing with with sophomore quarterbacks is there's tape on all these guys now. Yeah. There's tape on Baker. There's tape on Darnold. There's tape on Allen. Sure. There's tape on Lamar Jackson. I think Baker and Don- Darnold will 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 be all right. Well, B- Baker and Darnold have the 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 benefit of having better weapons around mm-hmm. them. Sure. Right. Which yep. help. Which which kind of like takes away that sophomore slump a little mm-hmm. bit. Like yeah. you can have tape on them, but you didn't have tape of Baker throwing the OBJ. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. Whereas Josh Allen, you got tape of him running the ball. We well, didn't have tape of him running the ball behind Morse and the, and the kid from A&M, but he, he, mm. it's still him running the ball. Sure. Right? Yeah. So. Cool. No, I agree. I, yeah. I, I actually agree with Darnold quite a bit. Darnold's the one that I'm, I'm, I really think takes a big step. I also think, uh, to a certain extent, uh, Jameis Winston might have a better year than people think. Sure. That's a hard one for me because, hard one to talk about him being... Because he's been pretty good, he's had a good couple good seasons. He just had, last year I, was yeah. pretty rough. I just I I could see him bouncing back for sure. I agree with I you. I like that offense. I think the a offense lot. is gonna be good. I, he has a ton of weapons around him. Uh, I really like that. Offense. I agree with that. I agree with Winston possibly having a pretty solid year. Yeah. All right, well, let's get on to question two for you. Let's go. For you, we're gonna switch a little to baseball here. Mm. So. You know, we all know you're a huge Braves fan. I am. Chop um, on. Yeah. And obviously, you didn't. You didn't grow up in Atlanta. <laughs> no, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, I'm. How did you become a Braves fan, all the way out here in the baseballless city of Portland? Right. Um, and then also follow up after that. Give me your top five Braves players all time. Okay. All right. So, ooh, that second one gives me a little pause. Okay. Well, the first part, how I became a Braves fan, I've told this story probably a hundred times in sure. my life. So. Growing up, as we did in the 80s here mm-hmm. in Portland, there was no national baseball contract. So when you had cable TV, you had two options. You had WGN, mm-hmm. which is the Chicago station. Yep. So you had to watch the Cubbies. Yep. Who, by the way, when we were growing up, had no lights. So it was all daytime games. Yeah. yeah. At Wrigley. Or uh, WTBS, yeah. which is the Atlanta station. Sure. Run by Ted Turner, which was Braves games. So... Growing up, I used to watch uh, very little when I was four or five. Yeah. Um, when when I used to spend time with my grandpa, um, we used to sit around and watch baseball. Yeah. 
he taught me about box scores and all that stuff. He's, I mean, very influential in, in my, my love of baseball and my love of sports. But we'd watch Cubs games during the day and we'd watch Braves games, you know, right around dinner time. Yeah. We'd watch Braves games. And um, he was a Yankees fan growing up. Um, I think everyone was a Yankees fan growing up. Yeah, back in that, those I, have days. A, I have a picture of me in a Yankees hat. I mean, it, it, it's kind of what happens. It back is then. what happens. Well, I mean, like they had dynasties back then, though. I mean, they had yeah. they had arguably three of the top five best players of all time. Yeah, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Um, I th- I still think DiMaggio is probably the best baseball player of all time. But DiMaggio, huh? Okay. Dima- I think DiMaggio was real special. Okay, yeah, well, but, he was. <laughs> there anyway. we go. <laughs> and drop. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've actually ever actually. Just, I've never really thought about. I've never it. thought like, about the best baseball player of all time. It just kind of popped in my head. Now I've said it on I, record, I, yeah. so it might be totally well, there you off go. base. But I, I'd have to take about a day and a half to figure that one yeah. out. But anyway, yeah, that's rough. Keep going. So, so anyway, basically, he would uh, he'd root for the Cubs. The Cubs were horrible back then. Yeah, um, they were. They were really bad, yeah. and they were they were. I mean, just wait. Well, you're making fun of Rhino? Come on, man. I don't get me started. I love Rhino. <laughs> I love Rhino. Uh, I loved Andre Dawson. Yeah, Andre Dawson. I, I, I loved a lot Andre of guys Davis. in that team, honestly. Yeah. Uh, because I, I watched them so much. I really yeah. did like the Cubs, mm-hmm. too. But uh, my grandpa really liked rooting. I think a part of it was that he liked listening to Harry Carey. Yeah, yeah. And how Harry Carey became more and more incoherent as the game went on. Yes, he did. Uh, as he had a couple of cool, tall, uh-huh. cool Budweisers. Tall, cool Budweisers. Tall, cool Budweisers. <laughs> so, uh, but when we watched the the Braves game, it was uh, it was um, it was a it was a different feel. The Braves were really bad. Yeah. Really, really bad. And uh, when you first started watching them, yeah, yeah. and I kind of felt like it, like. They kept losing, and I was like, "Wait, I, I really wish they'd win because I yeah. got you know." Sure. And that that kind of got me into it, and then they caught fire. Yeah. I mean, they caught fire, and they caught fire fast. Yep. Early nineties, they uh, they you know they, I I'll never forget the uh, the NLCS or NL yeah the NLCS game um, against the Pirates where Sid Breen ran to third, and it, it took him forever to get from yeah. third to home. Yeah. But he got there and got in on the Francisco Cabrera single, and uh, they went to the World Series. They got beat by Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> and Kirby Puckett, which which made me hate Kirby Puckett. <clears throat> How can you hate Kirby Puckett? Well, now that I'm older, But now then, yes. Again. But then I was so yeah. angry. Um, but that's how I became a Braves fan, and I've been a Braves fan ever since. Yeah. Uh, thick or thin. Sure. Had I mean, so many good years and only one World Series win. I hear you, man. Which, I'm which, shame. I feel oh, the same. Which kills me. <laughs> uh, but uh, they're on the upswing. Yeah. So, and you want me to name my top five Braves of all time. Yeah. You, you don't have to think too much about it. How do you, how do you want me to do, you want me to do this in order? <clears throat> no, man. Just throw them out there. Just throw randomly? Sure, why not? If you want to do them in order, you can do them in order, but that's completely can, up to you. Oh, man, I can probably do them in order. Just do them in I order. Think about it. I, I think you, you should do it. Top in order. down or bottom up? <laughs> Let's let's uh, let's do top down. Make number one the last. All right. So number one's the last. So bottom up. So bottom up. Yep. There you go. All right, bottom, bottom up. up. So, so five, I would <laughs> yeah. say it would be the current first baseman for the Braves, Freddie Freeman. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, he he just plays the game the right way. Yeah. He, he's 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 a great hitter. Um, does a little bit of everything. Great in the community. Just seems like a good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four. Oh gosh, number four, I would say it would be John Smoltz. Okay. Uh, Smoltz had that nasty slider. Mm-hmm. He was a starter for a while. Um, ended up having a little bit of elbow injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they moved into the bullpen, became a dominant that. closer. Yeah. It was great. 
Um, I like Simone Z, and he's he's I I think he's an above average announcer now. Uh, yeah, I remember. I think he's okay. Him, I think he's pretty good. I think he's okay. Yeah. Uh, number three on that list would be Tom Glavin. Tom Glavin. Yeah. Tom Glavin, as many people, uh, as many Braves fans probably know, he was drafted in the National Hockey League as well. He's a hockey player as well. I had no idea. Uh, I probably did at some point. Glavin was it. the uh, that he was that nasty lefty Cy yeah. Young Award. It was one of the the uh, the big three Cy Young Award yeah. winners of the Braves rotation in the nineties. Uh, Glavin was was great. He had a really weird windup. Yep. Um, and he had a, a I mean just a a really nasty changeup for a lefty, which was was fairly uncommon at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and that gives us number two, right? Yeah. And this is where I can't decide. This is where I'm going to cheat. I'm thinking at. of two players right now. I'm like, I'm thinking of three players, and I know one of them is number one, but the other two, I'm like, you're only going to pick one of these guys. Right? I, th- I think I'm going to go 1A, 1B. Okay. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm even thinking of a guy that's not going to be on your list. Okay, I want to hear that when, you're, yeah. when we're done here. So 1A, 1B. Sure. Uh, we'll start 1B. I'm going to say Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is Mr. Atlanta Brave. Yeah. Right. Uh, Larry Chipper Jones um, was a shortstop coming up. Blew out his uh, his ACL. And they moved him uh, over to third base. He became a Hall of Famer. Sure, um, he he is everything that epitomizes Atlanta Brave baseball yeah. from the early '90s through uh, you know whenever he retired. I think it was twenty. God, that might be. A, I'm a horrible fan for not knowing the year he retired. That's a hard one. Dates I, are hard. Anyway. I think it was 2013, but yeah. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Chipper is fantastic. He's still around the team. He's still an ambassador for the team. He's, yeah. He's, uh, he got, I think, uh, if, if the story holds up, I think Freddie Freeman got stuck in the snow and during a snowstorm, and, and Chipper came on an ATV and got him. <laughs> so Nice. I mean, I that's paying it forward, man. Yeah. Uh, and then 1A uh, is my all-time favorite baseball player. Um, it's Greg Maddox. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, Greg sure. Maddox, the mad dog. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, is the greatest pitcher of all time. Yeah. Um, no one could change speeds and and, and get and ground the, balls. And the accuracy him. was just amazing. And the accuracy, absolutely he's, unbelievable. It was uh, he just is watching that guy like pinpoint the ball like every every pitch. He's just, incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. He was, uh, and he was a cub when I when yeah. I was when I was yeah. a kid. When I was really little as a kid watching a with my That's grandpa. Started, he was right? he was a cub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's great. Like, yeah. you know, this is great. Like, he throws a lot of strikes, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, as a kid, you don't want to see a bunch of wild pitches. You no, want to no. see strikes and hits and, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and then Atlanta got him, and it, it, it's, oh, boy. Yeah. It took off. Who, who am I missing? Who's the I guy? Thought you were th- I thought you have a little crime dog in there. A little friend Oh, man, the crime dog. No, I, I, when I was thinking about this when you said it. Not the crime dog. The guy who actually popped in my head as, like, a maybe. The two guys. Were David Justice, David Justice, and yeah. Andrew Jones, Andrew Jones. Well, but yeah, both. And uh, for some reason, the crime dog popped right in my head. I don't know why. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love me some Fred head. McGriff. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, Fred McGriff. Yeah, I should have said Fred McGriff, but I, I, I <laughs> can't right. move. I, I really like Freddie Freeman. He's my favorite. That's current, great. That's he's my fun. favorite current baseball current player. Guy in there. Shout out to uh, Ronald Acuna Jr., who is the uh, the rookie of the year last year in the National League. Sure. He was amazing. There you go. Um, also, this kid they had brought up in the minors, Austin Riley, yeah. is on a pace to have like one of the greatest power hitting like seasons of all time. That's great. Right now, and they just traded for Dallas. They Keiko. signed signed Dallas, Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel, because yeah, that was weird. How I did love that it. guy last so long? Anyway, he wanted a multi year deal. Atlanta Still. gave him a one year deal, and it worked. Yeah, I love oh, yeah. it. We're gonna get away from sports. Here we go.
some pop culture for those who have not had pop culture on our our pod. Casey, you and I are movie buffs. Oh yeah, we love movies. That we do. So here we go. Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. Right. Mount I Rushmore. Love Mount Rushmore. Is Never been there. <laughs> I love Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Four presidents. Right? Four presidents. Four yeah. glowing examples of America. Uh, yeah. Right? I mean, yes. America. America. <laughs> so I want you to give me your Mount Rushmore of movie directors. Okay. This is tough because that means I had I would have to leave a director or two off that I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I have to put Alfred Hitchcock on there just because he's... I mean, not just because it's Alfred Hitchcock. But I grew up watching those movies with my mom as a kid. Watched Rear Window. I don't even know how many times. Like 50. 50 times as a kid. I, all the time. I at least watched it <clears throat> 10 times I'm sure you did. I'm sorry kid. about that. No, um, it's great. But, I love it. But those movies, a lot of those movies to me are, they mean a lot to me. They're great movies and they... Um, What's your favorite Hitchcock movie? Uh, it's a tough one. It's changed a lot. I used to, as a kid, it used to be Rear Window, but I, yeah. I really think that... Probably Vertigo is my favorite. Oh, Vertigo is good. I, I really like Northwest. Northwest too. I didn't used to like Vertigo. I didn't used to like it because, and I, this is still a, a reason why I don't. That it's kind of, I, I kind of hesitate. Is it's just the way that um, J- Jimmy Stewart's character acts towards the main actress's character in the later part of the movie, where he's forcing her to be a particular <laughs> thing. I know it's part of the movie, but it just makes you really uncomfortable, and I know that's the point. Oh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. But that movie, to me, there's just <laughs> just such beautiful colors and shots, and it's very deep. Uh, Psycho's a close close one, as is Ruwendo and North by Northwest. Or probably I like, like North by... Like North... Those four just interchange, and, and I always... Um, it's hard to pick out of those. Yeah, the older I get, the more I like North by North Northwest. North by Northwest is so fun. It's, it's just so a fun, good. like... Almost like a weird precursor. It's like an. It's like a. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's just. It's like a fun, like romping kind of crime uh, story. But the guy's like hasn't done anything wrong. I don't know. It's it's a fun yeah. one. Yeah. North by North. Yeah, I love that soundtrack on North by Northwest. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. So uh, second second director is is uh, this is an easy one for me. It's Stanley Kubrick. Good call. There, yeah. there isn't a movie I don't love of Stanley Kubrick's. I think from, uh, Pazaglory. I, I, you know, I, I haven't seen The Killing, which I think is his first one. From Pazaglory all the way to, to Eyes Wide Shut, just great. And my favorite of his is The Shining. I think it's, I think it's as close to a perfect movie as you can get. I just, I just love that movie so much. It's just a, it's just a beautiful movie all around. Is it your favorite it's movie? Frightening. Favorite movie of all? It's I can't pick a favorite movie, but it's a, it's okay. a top five. Yeah, it's definitely a top five. Um, kind of the same way. I don't know if I can yeah. pick a favorite movie. It's tough because they kind of change it. Yeah. You watch one, you're like, "This is my favorite movie." You watch another, one, you're like, yeah. "No, this is it." But yeah. but there's always that top, and that one's in that. Um, and I'm a, Full Metal Jacket's great. I even like the second half of Full Metal Jacket. I know people don't love the second half of that movie because it's all because how can you live up to the first half? The first half is exactly. almost pure perfection as well. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Clockwork. Clockwork, one. baby. And yeah, Clockwork. I love Clockwork. Yeah, and uh, also Doctor Strange Love. I love oh, yeah. Doctor Strange Love. How I learned to love the bomb. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's go with number three. So number three, we're gonna go with Scorsese. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's so many great movies he's made, uh, and it's hard not to put on this list just because of Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, which are two of my 
also my top top movies. Okay. Um, and and even as like uh, lesser known ones like After Dark, I'm a big fan yeah. of After Dark. Um, so yeah, he's on the list as okay. well. And then and you can't. What about some of the stinkers got, he made? What stinkers are you talking about? Gangs of New York. I liked Gangs of New York. Okay. I, I didn't think it was a stinker. Okay. It was long, but it was, it was an enjoyable movie. Same it with was Aviator. very long. Same with Aviator. Aviator. All, all of his movies are long. You didn't like Aviator? Yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna I'm Try watching Aviator again. It's a good movie. I would if it wasn't eight hours long. It's not that long. <laughs> I know. I know. It's... Uh, I, I'm not as big of a fan of... Um, the Depart is everyone is. I loved Depart. I loved it the first time I saw it. See, like, I, the second time I saw it, I liked it too. And then I, you know, I, I tried to watch it, and it's like this is this one is kind of long. But I love Casino. Casino is great. Casino is amazing. Goodfellas is great. I, I think Shutter Island is a super underrated movie. Have you seen Shutter Island? I have many times. I think, I think I think it's under. Yeah, I think it's underrated. It's a little different for him, and it's it's a little underrated. But I think that movie is. I think excellent. it's I think it's critically underrated. Mm-hmm. I think that it's it's still not amazing. It's not it's not in the casino. Uh, I think Goodfellas. It, well, it's so taxi different. Driver. It's not. It's so yeah, different. Yeah, I think it kind of is. I think it should be in that. And I just think it's it's been overlooked. Okay. okay. I do need to rewatch it. Bold take. I like the hot yeah. take. And <laughs> what else has he done? This uh, Silence is a good movie. Anyway, Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Excellent. All right, and the last the last one is Akira Kurosawa, the Japanese director oh, who did go. a few of my absolute favorite movies, um, Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. and probably my favorite of his is Throne of Blood, which is a, a um, his version of Macbeth. Yep. Um, Roshiman, really great movie. Uh, he has tons of movies that are great. He's he's a guy. That was from beginning to end of his career, just made just beautiful movies, well written, well acted, and his one of his favorite actors was Tashira Mufun, who was amazing in in the movies he's done. Um, and I think his swan song was Dreams, which is a really cool movie. That there's like three segments of this movie that are all like based on dreams he's had, and it's a beautiful movie. Uh, huh. And I'm just gonna uh, I'll name a few guys. I was gonna say who makes the honorable mention list here. Honorable mention, I have. Four, four to, I guess, five, technically. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tarantino. I, I, it was yeah. hard for me not to put Tarantino on. Yeah. I love every single one of his movies. Yeah. Every I single agree. one. I agree. Uh, Robert Altman. I'm a huge fan of Robert Altman movies, especially The Long Goodbye. Yeah. Which, um, which is a take on the character Philip Marlowe. Uh, Ingmar Bergman makes some of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my life. And... Probably the only reason he's not on the list is because I haven't seen enough of his movies. Okay. Uh, uh, Seven Seal, um, Winter's Light. There's a few that are uh, Wild Strawberries that are just abs. Just some of the most beautiful visually and story-wise movies that I've ever seen in my life. And probably the only one that I couldn't put on there because I don't know how you put a, a Brothers on a Mount Rushmore without taking two spots up as oh, the okay. Brothers. Okay. Because I think they're probably my... Their movies are probably my favorite movies I've ever watched. Would they so would they have made Mount Rushmore though? Yeah, I think they would have. So who who bumps? Who do they bump? You're talking if, two if, people. If you count if you count Joel and Ethan as one dude, Scorsese. <laughs> they bump Scorsese they, out. They bump Scorsese out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So what's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? <sighs> Barton Fink, easily Barton Fink. I love it. That's such a that's such a fucking oddball is odd it? take it really is though oh, I love no Barton cause Fink. like so many people are gonna jump down like uh, Big Lebowski Big Lebowski yeah no Country for Old Men 
I, I think less less No Country and more Big Lebowski. Oh yeah, well I want the th- the thing about Big Lebowski is it wasn't even like people didn't like it at first, but now no. it's like this big thing. I or saw Fargo. It. Even people would probably say Fargo. Fargo. Yeah, yeah. I think Fargo is probably my favorite of theirs. But I I saw the Big Lebowski for the first time in a movie theater. I think it was it might have been Eastgate. Now that I think about it, before Eastgate became a weird like Slavic church. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yes. Uh, like I saw the East, I think it was Eastgate. Okay. I don't know. I was so the moral of the story here is I went over to my buddy Josh Hood's house. You remember Josh Hood? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Josh and I uh, and and his buddy Johnny Johnny Evans came over and we all uh, got really really high. Sure. <laughs> and and uh, Johnny gave us a ride to the theater. We watched Big Lebowski, and that is a. That is not a movie you want to see when you're like 16 and high. Yeah, probably because like, I just sense. it was it was way too much. I, I, I just what is this? It was this way too yeah. much for me. Um, and then I saw it again a couple years later on DVD, and it was yeah, sure. it made sense, it made more sense. Yeah. I think, oh, okay, this is actual this, a coherent is, story. Yeah, wonderful in a way. Sure. Uh, yeah. And it, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, it is. It's a story. There's a <laughs> it, is. it is. It is also like. There's always the knock on it is there is no story, but there really is. I'm just going to tell you, like, another vastly underrated movie, and I'm probably going to take heat for this one, is Burn After Reading. Oh, I love Burn After Reading. I I'm a really, huge fan of Burn After really Reading. I really, like, I It's so love. different. It feels like this, like a short, just a short movie. It's, it's like a short movie. I love just... that movie. Brad Pitt in that movie He's is great. so funny. They're and, all great. And, and John it, Malkovich is great in that movie. Well, we're talking about Angry the Coen Brothers. Why are we talking about Raising Arizona? Raising Arizona, I've, uh, yeah. Right. I, I, there's, it's the best. There's, there's, there's one or two movies that I've seen of theirs that I I haven't loved, and one is Lady Killers, which yeah. is fine, but it's a remake. Yeah, yeah it's and the bad. other one it's is bad. I've seen Intolerable Cruelty one time, oh, yeah. and I remember watching it and enjoying it, and it, but I don't remember anything about it. So wonderful. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> yeah first, their, wonderful. Their very first movie. Um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Their very first movie is great. It's this crazy. Like film noir type movie, but made in the eighties. Blood Simple, uh, Blood, Blood Simple, simple. Yeah. so good. I almost said Simple Blood. Yeah, there you go, Blood Simple. It's so good. It's so underrated that people. It is that, really good. All these yes. people that uh, watch uh, Coen Brothers movies are like, probably have never seen it. Yeah. It's a great one. It's good. So, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Scorsese off and put them on there if if that's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed. It's one. allowed. They Absolutely. Can have, they can have a face that's kind of off centered and smashed together because they're brothers, right? Is that yeah, it's it mesh them together and make one weird looking human. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Perfect. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on to, let's, let's move on. Just a second. Let's move on to, uh, that's question three. So, I've been hearing about your undying love for John Wick movies. And, oh, God, and, and, yes. and I was able to watch the first one for the first time with you. You, you, showed, you had right. Them, you had them rented from the library, and you're like, come over, watch, this, right. watch this one if you can. I'm like, yes, let's do it. And it was great. But I want to hear your top five action flicks. I know, I know you're an action flick fan that this list it does not include John Wick. Okay. I need, I need the action films without John Wick. And then, after that, add the Wick movies in. Okay. If, if applicable. Okay. Just, okay. just because. Okay, so here's... I'm going to start with my honorable mentions because I thought really hard about this. You, you, you gave me this question in advance. I thought really hard about it. And I, I went back and forth and I'm probably going to take a bunch of shit for this because these are my five favorite action movies. Yeah, that's what movies. it is. Yours. Yep. And I'm, I'm going to pull a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a Mount Rushmore Cohen Brothers move on you sure. because there's two films in one franchise that I can't decide between. That's fine. So, honorable mentions on this list. Just outside my top five. 
are Rambo First Blood. Okay. Um, super violent. Yeah. But it's Stallone at his best non-Rocky role. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. I'm, like not, I'm not going to say volume one or volume two. I, I consider, I it, I one consider it one movie. I think, yeah. yeah. I, I, I accept um, that. I think that is a really well-told story. Yeah, it is. So And, and, and fantastic action scenes. Um, the Raid Redemption. What is that? The Raid Redemption. I don't know. So the Raid Redemption is a... It arguably has the best fight scenes of any movie in, in, in film history. Okay. The movie itself... Not a great. lot of flaws. Okay. But the fight scenes, fight scenes? are fucking dope. Huh. Is there anybody like, in that that I would know? Is it no. just a no. bunch of... Okay. No. Interesting. Uh, right. And then I'll Heat. Heat? Heat. Heat missed the list. Heat was real close. Yeah. Uh, Heat has... So long. Heat has one of the best car chase scenes ever. The diner scene everyone talks about. It's, it's one of yeah. the car chase scenes that sticks in my mind. Sure. Heat is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Now, when I was thinking about this... I'm so glad you gave this to me early so I could think about it because I have a really hard time, and I'm going to contradict myself as I say this, but I have a really hard time of what what constitutes an action movie. Right? Yeah, I could see that. Because like, I see a film like Star Wars. That's fantasy. That's sci-fi. fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I see a film like The Matrix. To me, that's sci-fi that's fantasy. Sci-fi. Yeah. Right? That's a hard one. So then, what makes a sci-fi movie? Is it because there? It's like is is it because it's not possible or what? Right. I was talking to my wife about this today, a little bit. She was saying she was saying, "Hey, you're contradicting yourself. You sound like an asshole." Sure. (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." But like a film like Indiana Jones, any of the I I say Indiana Jones as if that's a movie, but like any of the Indiana Jones movies, Mm -hmm. I consider those more of like an adventure movie and not an action movie. Okay. And I don't know why. I can't put my, I, I don't my know thumb ever, on it. I don't know if I've ever heard of a genre of adventure movie. Yeah, I, I see them as action. I just created something, But, but whatever. <laughs> I guess you did. It's something I created. That's the... um, I think that all the superhero movies are out, out of this conversation. That's fine. Those are superhero you, movies. Yeah, that's fine. Those I are superhero see that. movies. I don't, I don't, yeah. Um, and I think that uh, there's a lot of films I, I want to put in this list, but I can't. Like Aliens. Aliens to me is a sci-fi so horror sci-fi. movie, right? Yeah. Terminator I right. Two, I feel is a is a. I, I that is that's that's pretty close. What, what makes a sci-fi movie yeah, though? That one's pretty close, right? I, yeah, I think of like the like the first thing I think of a movie. Like if if I'm thinking of Aliens, I'm like that's definitely sci-fi. Yeah. But if I'm thinking of Die Hard, oh that's action, and it's it it is hard to put your finger on why exactly that is. But it's like the whole movie of Die Hard is like just shit happening that isn't with aliens or this yes. and that or you know some crazy ideas of the future this and that. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good lead in though. So here's my five then with those parameters. So I'll do it in reverse order again. Sure. Right. right? So five is where I have my uh, my my dual Mount Rushmore Cohen brothers move. Sure. I like it's it because I couldn't. I felt like I had to put a Mission Impossible movie on okay. this list. Yeah. I couldn't decide which one was my favorite is the problem. Is I couldn't decide if it was Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the most recent. Okay. Or Mission Impossible 3, which is, has uh, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman as the villain. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, and one of his best performances. Yeah. 
And he's great. He was so great. I'm combining the two together and saying Mission Impossible Fall 3. Okay. Or I 3 like out. Yes. Either way. All right. Uh, because I think those are fantastic films. They've made so many of them. Tom Cruise does a bunch of his own stunts. I enjoy them. Sure. This is my. This isn't to say that these are the best five. This actually. is your favorite. This is five. my favorite five. And that's yeah. Number four on that list: Speed. Speed. Yeah. Speed. Classic. Uh, classic. It's, speed. it's it's classic Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. Keanu with the buzz cut. Mm-hmm. Right. It's Dennis Hopper doing Dennis Hopper Dennis stuff. Hopper. It's Sandra Bullock at her fucking peak. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, Sandra Bullock is perfect in that. She's movie. great. She's perfect in that movie. Jeff Daniels is great yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about that movie is fantastic. Yeah, I love Speed. We, I distinctly remember, as a kid, going to Lloyd Center Theater with you. Oh yeah, I and we that too. sat in the front row because we were idiots, and we sat in the front <laughs> row. In the front row. That's because when you're kids, that's that's what you hear. You do. Yeah, you go sit in the front row. We sat in the front row. We watched Speed. It was so dope. It was it the was. best ah, experience. Yeah. We probably uh, saw Speed like at least five times in the theater. Yeah. I feel yeah. like. I remember we saw Johnny Demonic together. Yeah. Johnny Demonic. And I was like, oh, this is not as good as Speed. No, <laughs> like, it's not. It's still great. It's still Keanu Reeves is an action star. Right. Uh, number three on that list uh, is RoboCop. And this is where this is where Melissa and I kind of got into it a little bit today. Okay. Because she was like, RoboCop's not believable. I'm like, well, what? But human, humans can build robots. Sure. Humans can't build aliens. And she's like, so that's the definition of action versus sci-fi? And I was like, maybe? Because I was saying Terminator 2 is an action movie. Yeah. And that's why I was having a really hard time. And she's like, I don't think that's believable, man. Terminator, Terminators are hard to be an action movie just because there's a lot of time travel. Right. Time travel. Right. So it's uh, it's hard. Cyborgs, stuff like that. I, I could, but I could see that being either one. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I have never seen RoboCop. Wow! I know. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? If you're so listening- I can't give you I can't give you much many opinions on that. Okay. So I will say, growing up, like that was one of the movies that my like my parents were never really super controlling on movies or yeah. shows that I watched. But for some reason, that one was one that they that I think one of them saw and was like, "Don't we, we don't want you to watch this because it's super violent." Sure, and and it's so I think it always incredibly violent. Me. And not saying I won't wouldn't watch it now because I've watched many violent movies since then. Yeah. it just hasn't happened. But I will watch it at some point. You should watch and it. I will. I don't watch the remake. Okay. Watch the original, original RoboCop one. because it's so over the top campy. I love it. I'll, yeah. And it's it's violent. It's yeah. it's it's fantastic. If you've seen RoboCop, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't have to keep explaining yeah. it. Number two on my list, without a doubt, is Point Break. Point Break. Okay. Point Break is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Point Break is uh, arguably like Keanu on the rise and Swayze at the height of his mm-hmm. fame. Um, you got Nick. Uh, <clears throat> not Nick Nolte. Is it Nick Nolte? I think Nick Nolte is in that. No, is it not? Oh my god, this is gonna drive me nuts now. Who's the who's the, the, the crazy cop? It's not Nick Nolte. Oh my god. Gary Busey. Gary Busey, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why they're kind of similar. I, 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 know, I should burn in hell for this for not knowing that's Gary Busey. Uh, my no. god. You can tell I've had a few beers right now. Uh it's Gary Busey at the last literally the last role I think he had before you're like, Yeah, he's fucking crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this is yeah. where you're like, yeah, okay, I buy it. And then all of a sudden it was like he made that film about like hunting humans. Yeah. And it was like, Yeah, that's Gary Busey. That's it. That's yeah, I, that's, that's a real him. That's a real yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, but Point Break's fantastic. Those the act, there's there's Those a eyes. scene in Point Break if you've seen it where he oh. have you seen it? 
It's been a long time. I have seen it. Okay. So there's the scene in Point Break where uh, where Keanu or Johnny Utah, uh, former former Heisman Trophy winner, uh, is chasing uh, Bodie or Patrick Swayze, and they're uh, they're running through, basically through like uh, you know the apartment buildings and the housing uh, complexes through the city, and it is it's shot right behind Keanu. Sure. So it's 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 really shaky camera. It's really like yeah. kind of cutting edge for the time. Yeah. Really, uh, it's it's one of the best action scenes of all time. Great, I think. Uh, yeah. Keanu learned how to surf for the movie. Yeah. That's, I love cool. Keanu That's cool. That's cool. Uh, uh, Swayze wouldn't allow a stunt double to do the, all the skydiving. Hmm. He had to do it himself. Like that's right. super cool. Yeah. Um, and I I I've had lots of conversations with a lot of people about this movie. I think. I think you can replace Keanu and live with the movie. Like, if you put Val Kilmer in that role, <laughs> I think you can live with it. But yeah. if you put anyone in the Swayze role, the movie dies. The movie dies. Huh? I think Swayze makes the makes movie. It. Right. It's hard to say. Also, <clears throat> Lori Petty is the girl, like the, like the insatiable woman in that movie. Lori Petty's never been attractive. Oh. So that's weird. Okay. okay. I don't know anything about her. Not, not, not good. Yeah. Um, also, that movie gave us the famous Keanu line, I'm an FBI agent. <laughs> It's That's amazing. Good. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, you you mentioned it earlier, Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard's the best action movie yeah. of all time. Um, I'm not going to talk much about Die Hard except for that it is a flawless movie. Okay. It's a flawless movie. It Bruce is. Willis, Alan Rickman. Yeah. It's great. It's period. But is it a Christmas movie? Yes. I don't think you're, it is. You've got to mind this. It came out in July, motherfucker. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> Anyway, we that could be a whole <laughs> half a podcast right there. We don't need to argue about that. I don't know, man. I think it's I I say it's a Christmas movie so I can try to watch it every December. Well, that's fine. That's fine. But I can watch it in June and be okay. I can't watch uh, National no. Lampoon's Christmas Vacation in June. Oh, then something's wrong with your soul. I, how do you watch that in June? <laughs> you I can't watch, watch that it in anytime. June. No, I, I, I've uh. never tried. To be honest, I've never tried watching it. In so June. I'm, I'm curious, just uh, real quick, about these. About these um, no Schwarzenegger movies. No, no, no. Predator. No. Predator is easily so my number the, one action movie. Here's the deal with Predator. I, think, I, I, I can see possibly why you would think that's a sci-fi. Exactly. But I don't think it is. I think most of it. Is, I know. Most of it is shooting, and most of it is like just like these dudes in the That's the jungle. issue. That's so the I think issue. That one's, man. For me, is easily my number one action movie over Die Hard. Over anything. okay. I, you know what I almost wanted to put up there, and I didn't because I feel it was more of a sci-fi, and it is more of a sci-fi, is Total Recall. That one is definitely more of a sci-fi. Right. But it's a so, great movie. There's so many, so many action movies. I think movies anything a guy like Schwarzenegger is in can be considered an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> right? Anything. Anything. Anything at all. Okay, anyway. Uh, all right, number four for you. Yeah. Your kid. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to assume it's your oldest in this. In this. So sure. it's Miles. Miles. Little, little Miles tells you that, hey, Dad... Your A's stink. I don't like your A's. Mm. And I love the Yankees. Right? Well, you're going to sit outside on the <laughs> lawn until you tell me to. No, I'm just kidding. You get the <laughs> hell out of my house. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well. So, little Miles has become a Yankees fan. He he believes in the evil empire. Sure. How do you bring him back to the, the, the light side? Well, I can't push it too much because, especially with this kid, he's a very stubborn kid. So yeah. I'm not going to be like... Yeah. No, you're not going to like the Yankees. I'm going to be like, fine, we'll show you the history of the Yankees. 
We'll show you the Babe Ruth. Well, let's look at the let's look at the stat books because I love as a kid I love stat books, reference I, books. Absolutely. And, and I'm guessing he probably will too because he already loves in, books in general. You'll show him Pride of the Yankees, uh, the film. Sure, and, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I mean we'll look through we'll look the uh, Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> we'll look through Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig. We'll look through all that stuff, but then we'll look at the A's as well, and and I'll tell him about the history of me and the A's and how. My cousin Tony was a big A's fan in 1988. Yep. My cousin Tony is not a big sports fan. And I glommed onto that because my cousin Tony, I, I really wanted to copy him as as a, as a kid. So I glommed onto the A's and then my cousin was like, whatever, I don't care about baseball anymore. But I stay with the A's. And, I, and as a kid, I watched the, the end of that 88 series and it was heartbreaking. My first like major heartbreak for baseball because obviously the A's lost. The yep. next year though, I was spoiled. The A's fucking won the World Series. <laughs> I remember watching live the earthquake in game, what was it, game th- three? I think it was three. Three? I remember watching that live and watching all the way through and being like, yes, I'm an A's fan and we won. And then I remember watching in 1990 when we lost to the Reds in the five, Reds. five games, I'm pretty sure. And that was heartbreaking. So anyway, I'm going to tell him about the history of that and how much the A's mean to me. And then I'm going to tell him about how baseball started to change and teams started to buy players, oh, they like the did. Yankees, and they and just, so instead of you know, are you the, gonna go money ball on him? I'm going money ball instead <laughs> of doing the, instead of doing the work, which the A's do, and so a few other teams do now. Like yes, we're, we're gonna we're, we're doing the money ball. We're, we're, you know, you work, you you build through the farm system. You you. you, you it all fits until the, one of those big players that needs a new contract, and you trade them away at the trade deadline for more prospects. And you're just building prospects, keeping it simple, uh, working with the guys you have, and you're not buying teams like the Yankees yeah. and the and the Red Sox and stuff and stuff like that. And then hopefully, at the point when my son is that old, Portland will have its own baseball team, and it will be a moot point. He can like the Portland team that's here, yes, and not the freaking Yankees. You know, fine. I understand. Let enjoy the history of the Yankees. Enjoy the history of those teams, but please, not the Yankees now. Not those teams now. That so that's what I would do. But again, if it didn't work, whatever. I'm still gonna love him because he's my kid. Because he likes baseball. Yeah, he likes baseball. <laughs> but if he's a Warriors fan, that's a whole different story. Oh We're yeah. I'm not gonna talk about that. Well, no. <laughs> by the time that our kids are old enough to really enjoy basketball, I mean, really understand and yeah. enjoy basketball, the Warriors aren't gonna be a good team. So, oh, that's true. You're so, right. Yeah, you're fine. My fault. There. Yeah. All right. How dare you? Well, that's that was a good one. <laughs> Thanks for asking that one. We'll we'll go with uh, let's do the the oh, man no the fourth question. Jeez, fourth question. All right. Yeah. We're getting there. So, <laughs> I think it's going really well though. So traditionally, <laughs> <laughs> I have also had some. Anyway, traditionally a Royal Rumble will consist of thirty participants. I know you're a big wrestling fan, oh, so I, I, thought, I thought this one instantly. In this case, I want you to give me. At the most, ten wrestlers okay. over any era, dead or alive, that you specifically would want to see participate in Royal Rumble, and maybe, right. and maybe who would win that? Maybe. Oh man! Okay. I know. I threw that it? out there. I didn't even. Oh I, man! Okay, okay. I threw that okay. out there. I didn't even. But it just no, came to me. I'm, so. I'm good on the fly. I'm good on the okay. fly. So, so here's the deal. Uh, the, the first qualifier I need to ask you is: is are we talking about like in their prime? Yeah, Guys? I mean, sure. You can pick whatever you want. I would say in your prime. Cause we're I mean, obviously, you said dead or alive. Because if they're dead, they're, exactly. they're, they're, they're done. We're picking right? dead or alive. So, oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to pick, like, a, I don't know, the Undertaker right now. Oh, man. So, <laughs> d- just so you know, just, you know, for any of you that, like, 
pro wrestling that are listening, probably none of you. Uh, they just had a big, uh, I call it the blood money shows uh, in Saudi Arabia. Because okay. they, they basically give multi-million dollars, WWE, to go do a show over there. And it means absolute bullshit. And it's just basically blood money. They yeah. Go, right? The main event of the show was Undertaker versus Goldberg. Their collective ages together were like a hundred and something. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess I didn't watch any of it because I, I refused to watch a Blood Money show. But um, I guess like Goldberg hit his head and got concussed, and like they both like in the last like ten minutes like just kept like dropping each other like in odd ways where it was like Jesus I, Christ you're gonna fucking kill somebody yeah, I saw one where Undertaker dropped the guy on his head and it, like his neck kind of like yeah and it was that, like, like Jesus Whoa. Christ that's why you don't, <laughs> that's why you don't put a bunch of 50 year old men in yeah. the ring together because yeah they can't um, quite do it even yeah. if they're in shape it's just yeah so I, I will name? say that I, I have 10 names that I wrote down okay uh, the 11th name would have been The Undertaker okay because in his prime The Undertaker was Fucking cool. Yeah, he was. Like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, so, going, let's see here. Let's see. Uh, the first name I'm going to read off is Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Eddie Guerrero died of a heart attack back in 05, 06. Okay. Uh, but he was an incredible in ring performer. Uh, the next guy on my list would be Daniel Bryan. Okay. In uh, the Indies, he was Brian Danielson. Funny wordplay there, right? Daniel Bryan uh, from. Um, Oh, God, where is he from in Washington? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drive myself crazy here. He's from Washington. How about that? Okay. Um, the state. Multi-time WWE champion. Sure. Um, uh, the next one is a uh, an American, or sorry, a Canadian wrestler who's never wrestled for WWF, WWE, uh, Kenny Omega. Okay. Uh, Kenny Omega does some really cool shit over in, in Japan. Um, there's a rival organization that's starting up. They're going to be on TNT starting in the fall. Yeah, uh, with, a, with a national TV contract, uh, they're called AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Omega is one of the big, uh, the big wigs there. So, cool. yeah. uh, arguably my favorite wrestler of all time would be next. That'd be the Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, the yeah. Macho Man. Macho Man. Yeah. Randy Savage. Uh, Randy Savage is amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not that cool of a dude. Before <laughs> you know. hear about it, he's pretty cool. Uh, oh, in the, general, you mean in life? The more you hear about the way he treated Elizabeth and yeah. all that, eh, maybe not that cool of a dude, but yeah. he's on that list. Um, mm. Let's see. Fifth on my list would be the the current NXT champion. That's the uh, the developmental territory of WWE. Okay. Uh, it's Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, I really like Adam Cole. I think he's going to be a star. Um, let's see. Next up would be Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Shawn Kid. You know Shawn Michaels. I'm a big Shawn Michaels fan. Uh, Shawn Michaels would be on there. Uh, the Nature Boy. Okay. Probably the honestly, the, 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 Ric Flair is probably the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Let's not yeah. kid ourselves. Ric Flair is a is a weird dude, <laughs> uh, but he Many is gifts on the internet too. He Ric is Flair. the he is woo! arguably woo! <laughs> the greatest wrestler of all time. Sure. Uh, next on that list would be uh, a couple of brothers. Yeah. So uh, it would be Owen Hart uh, and yeah. his brother Brett the Hitman sure. Hart. Yeah. Uh, for a while, Brett Hitman Hart was my favorite wrestler. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. without question. Um, so those two would be on there. Two of the best technical wrestlers. Also Canadians, wrestlers. right? Also Canadians. Yeah. Calgary. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. Uh, I think Kenny Omega's from... Gosh, I want to say... Somewhere in Manitoba. Hmm. I could be way off on that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then finally uh, would be... Uh, in the, the, the current era, my favorite wrestler would be CM Punk. Oh, yeah. Um, Great. CM Punk now CM Punk. Is, is a failed MMA career. Yeah. Uh, he's just kind of hanging out and doing his own thing. Sure. 
Uh, but CM Punk was 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 the guy yeah. for me. Uh, so those ten are in the ring. Okay, huh? so yeah, I mentioned who would win, but yeah. also I'm curious who's first out. Oh, who's first out? Who's first out? First out on that list. I mean, without a doubt, it's gonna be Adam Cole. Okay, he's he's the young yeah. guy in there. They're yeah. they're they're, they're just in there. To, yeah. They're they're taking him out. Sure. Um, I think I think Cole goes out. I think uh, maybe next Daniel Bryan goes out. Then maybe Guerrero. Then Owen Hart. Then Omega. Because uh, I think they want to make him look fairly strong because he's you know in the match. Yeah. Uh, that leaves what Michaels, Flair, Savage, Brett, and yeah. Punk. I think Punk probably goes out next. Um, the legends right there. Yeah, I think Savage probably goes out next, and it becomes a very long three-way between Michaels, Flair, and Hart. Heck yeah. Oh, if I had Who to pick a winner, if I picked a winner there, I think I know. I think I'm going Shawn Michaels. Oh, Shawn Michaels, all right. Yeah, and I, it, it, I don't think he's the best wrestler of the bunch, but I feel like he had he had the politics back okay. back backstage. Fair yeah, I feel like he gets it. Cool. I think it's I think it's Shawn Michaels. I like it. Yeah. That's probably the last you're gonna hear in a while about pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing. I know nothing about wrestling other than uh, I know Shawn Michaels, Savage, those '90s guys. Yeah, Bret Hart. You know Bret, Bret Hart. Hart. Obviously, you know um, Under the Giant and such. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's all it. I you know. You're crushing it. Yeah, you're doing the Bushwhack you... Twins. Yeah, the Bushwhackers, yeah. Bushwhackers, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They wrestled here in Portland for a while. So Portland <laughs> used to have a like a, and, like a uh, territory. Oh, and what's that? The guy that passed away recently, the actor. Um, he was an actor as well. He's a Portlander. He Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Piper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roddy Roddy Piper. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't yeah. remember it, but so I Port- know it now. Portland, Portland had a territory <laughs> for a while, and like the Bushwhackers mm-hmm. were here. They used to be called the Sheep Herders. Roddy Piper was here. Jimmy Snuka was here. There was yeah. a ton of dudes that came through Portland. Wrestling place. Yeah. yeah. There's still a bunch of stuff that comes through Portland. That's crazy. You you don't know unless you're like in the loop apparently, sure. which I'm not enough. Uh, anyway, question five. Here we go. Yeah, Casey, you can only have one food item for the rest of your days okay. here on planet Earth. What is that one food oh, man, item? That's so tough. So, I'll, I'll, so are you talking like a can it be like a sandwich or just one item of food? So there, yeah. There's 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 the rub here. So that, yeah, that is. I would consider a a sandwich, a burrito, a pizza okay. as a food item. Great. But if you're gonna go in that route, then you need to tell me what your your, your perfect one of those is. Sure. Okay. Well, this is tough. I thought you know I was thinking a burger for a while because I love burgers, but there's a lot of different kinds of burgers. That would work too, but you have to tell me what your favorite. Yeah. Burger well, exactly. Yeah. But that's not what what my favorite thing is. I okay. think because I love bacon so much. I'm an, and I, and the sandwich is perfection for me. I'm gonna go with a BLT. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know, weird, right? But I, that, that, I, I'm caught off guard. Are you? We're best friends, and I'm yeah. caught off guard. All right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I love BLTs. <laughs> I love BLTs, okay. but I love burger soup. But something about a really good BLT, I think I could, just, I would be very happy with having that for the rest of my life. And we're talking. There's no like health, health thing. No, about no, this, right? health is bullshit. Yeah, so so, so I, it's kind of good sourdough. Okay. Maybe lightly toasted. Okay. And a mayonnaise spread. Uh, okay. I like uh, mayonnaise on a BLT. That's you. That's you. I know. I know you don't like mayonnaise. It's not me. Uh, lettuce. You go on romaine. Maybe green leaf. Let's go green leaf. Green leaf okay. is good. I like that. I like that. Green leaf with a uh, really nice heirloom tomato. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what just, color? It doesn't matter. I mean, it's heirloom. It could be <laughs> Tell anything. me what color you want. It's your perfect a little, sandwich. A little red to brown. Okay. Red to brown okay. Okay. color. Okay. 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 Really juicy. Okay. Uh, and we're going to go with ba- it's, it's thick bacon. It's cooked. 
not crispy, not soft, just in that in between. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's it, man. Do I get a side? Well, yeah. What's your side, man? What's your side? Fries. And some fries. Some okay. Good, uh, how do you like your fries? How do I crispy? Crispy. Do you crispy. Like, like steak cut. Like like not steak like, cut. Like like uh, uh, like well, waffle maybe, fries. Not waffle, like, maybe a little like steak cut, but not too steak cut. Not too thick. I don't like that thick thick potato like yeah. fry. I don't like. I, I like the thin thin, but I don't, wouldn't want that. Just an in between kind of fry. More like a crinkle cut. Meh, maybe crinkle. It doesn't need to be crinkled. Okay. Just okay. a just a uh, medium sized fry that's crispy. It needs to be crispy. Yeah, golden brown I like crispy. It. I like it. I know BLT is a weird one, and I would have picked. No, I thought about I, other things, but I think I think I, I like BLTs, man. I'm really stunned. Do. I'm stunned. Are you? What I were th- you I guessing? Thought, I thought you were going burger. Yeah, I was gonna go burger. But I, I thought you were gonna go burger. Yeah. I thought you were gonna. It's gonna be some like crazy loaded burger yeah. with all your perfect ingredients. It's yeah. gonna be something like, nope. this nasty BLT, dripping man. thing. And you know what? Avocado. It's gonna be a blat. I like it. I like it. Always a blat. Always, Always a blat. blat. <laughs> or a balt. Or Either a balt. Way. Way. I like blat. I like blat yeah, too. I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to question five for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you're a dude with many tattoos, including a blazer's pinwheel, of course. Uh, yeah. If you were forced to get a neck tattoo, what would you get? Okay. First off, I want to. Just... <laughs> first, I want to tell you I am not opposed to the neck tattoo. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, some people don't like it. If, some people do. I just wanted to make sure. If If money and imagination were not objects, I would yeah. have many more tattoos. Yeah, money's yeah. Uh, sure. And imagination. They're super expensive. Yeah, but uh, I would have no problem with a neck tattoo. Okay. Uh, I'd be a little leery <clears throat> about the pain, only because I, it's a sensitive area. Up it there. is. Um. But in the professional workplace, a neck tattoo is is frowned upon, yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. still. Unless yeah. unless, it, unless you randomly work for a hospital, in which case you can be head to toe and there's is no right? issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing. I, yeah, every time my dad's in the hospital, it's like, oh, that it's got more tattoos than me. Great. <laughs> um, but he lets you know. Yeah. Right. Uh, my gosh, you know, it, so my pinwheel is on my left shoulder. I feel like it would be some continuation. Of a blazer or Portland theme up my hmm. neck on that side. Sure. Uh, maybe some thorns. Okay. Leading into like a rose, maybe like back behind my ear somewhere. Um, I don't know. I I mean I. It'd be hard. The one thing I I've found with tattoos is like, like with the sleeve on my right arm is like I had a couple of like basic ideas. Sure. Like I knew I wanted the Decepticon. I knew I wanted the Shamrock. I knew I wanted the Taurus sign. I knew I wanted the Cure lyrics, mm-hmm. and I knew I had star. The stars were there before those six stars on both forearms were there before. Everything else was basically just like, what do you think would work there? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Let me screw around and draw stuff. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he did, and it yeah. turned out all right. You know. Yeah. So a lot of it's trusting an artist. Yeah. Too. Definitely. You know. Um, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. You don't have any tattoos. I don't. Are I've always wanted one? to. I've always wanted to get tattoos. Are you gonna get one? You think? Maybe someday. I don't know. My problem is I really want to get a tattoo and I want to get the right thing. I don't want to be like Hemi and Hein, but like maybe I'd like this, maybe I wouldn't. Let's do it. But I think I'm just too much like... You're too indecisive? Too indecisive and not sh- not sure exactly what I want to do. Yeah. There's nothing that really is just like, yes, I want to do that. But I, I would at some point love to get tattoos. I've always wanted to. Yeah. I just haven't. And right now it's just... Kind of crazy time. So at some oh, point, yeah, yeah at right some, now is not a good time. But. So at some point, it might happen. I don't know what it'll be, but uh, I would be. It would probably be some sort of music, basketball, something like that related. Some weird hybrid. Who knows? Oh man, now yeah. what? 
Oh, maybe not those two. I'll tell you what. Maybe like not the, those two together, but you know, maybe a different like. I'll tell you what, listeners. If you if you want to see a music basketball hybrid tattoo, uh, let us know because I would gladly take a picture of Casey's tattoo and yeah. put it on the on the website. Yeah. Um, man, yeah. All right, question five for you. All right. No, question six, six. for you. We're at six. We're at yeah. six. We're here. Uh, you're a huge music fan, Casey. I am a huge music fan. You are a huge yeah. music fan. Is there a song that will always have a particular special meaning to you? And yeah. If so why? It, was it, hard, it can be more than one if you need to. It was hard to pick one. I mean, yeah. I, I could go on and on forever, really. Give uh, me a couple, then. Give me a couple. I'll give you one okay. at this moment. Okay. Because I was hemming and hawing a lot. like it, um, But... The one that means the most to me is probably Mountain Bed by Wilco and Billy okay. Bragg, which is a song that they compose the music to lyrics of a Woody Guthrie song. Um, this particular song was a song that Michelle and I both really loved. And uh, when I was planning on proposing to Michelle at a Wilco concert, I was like, I was like, I'm going to do it if this song comes on. I'm not if it's not. And they don't play it and because it was just a perfect thing. I was like, I was going to do it then, but if it didn't and if it's up, not, then we're done. Well, no, we're not done. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to do it then. I was going to do it another time. And I was like, and I was like, well, I was ready. Um, but Wilco, they don't necessarily play that song very often. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So, and it, when it popped up randomly, I was like, and I, I proposed to Michelle and it was great. And that song will always have that meaning to me. And it's a beautiful song about... Uh, just about nature and being with another person in nature and um, well you can read the lyrics and you'll get it yeah uh, it's a beautiful song listen yeah. to the song read the lyrics I'm familiar. it's a great song uh, and uh, Woody Guthrie obviously was a great lyricist um, and I love Wilco so I could go I mean songs I could just go on and on with songs man there's so many songs that mean things I mean can you think of one that means something to you besides Michelle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> not to say that we don't yeah, love Michelle in the podcast. No, no, but, of course like. not. I, but I'm trying to like, there's there's songs that I listened to a lot when I was a kid, like especially on MTV um, in the early 90s mm-hmm. that mean a lot. I, don't, I couldn't tell you why they mean I'm a lot. I'm Too but Sexy they, by my right side no, friend. No, actually, no, like Jeremy by Pearl Jam, which is oh, really yeah. weird because yeah, yeah. it's a really dark, oh, dark song, but that song has always been one You're that's... You're fucked up, man. <laughs> I am. Uh, two Turntables and a Microphone by Beck. Those two songs were... Songs oh, that, that's where it's at, that, dude. Yeah. Where it's at, yeah. That just stuck in my mind because I listened to those albums and those yeah. and watched those so many times that, that they mean things to me. So here's a follow-up. I can't even tell you exactly what, but it just like I hear it and I'm, I'm just instantly taking so it. Here's a follow-up. Is there any song that reminds you of one of your boys? Uh, is there a song that like like stuck out to, like to Miles at all? Stuck out to Miles. Because I, I have yes. one for Oliver, well, for my oldest. So G- it's... G- give me a second. Yeah. Miles is a huge Yellow Submarine fan, or at least he was. Okay. Uh, big time Yellow Submarine fan. We went, we went through a big phase of that. And recently... Um, he was a he was a big music fan. We take music classes together. We had a big music fan. He kind of became passive about music for about four or five months or so. So it was like I put music on and no interest at all about anything. And just yesterday or uh, two days ago, I put on President of the United States of America 
their very first album, mm-hmm. listened to it all the way through. The dude, the kid was, I mean, Lump and Peaches and yeah. and uh, Dune Buggy kid was oh, just freaking out, like screaming Peaches. Yes. And uh, and then we put Weezer on the Blue Album. Okay, absolutely the best loved, album. Easily yeah. the best album. Absolutely loved those songs. Um, so I'd say he still loves Yellow Submarine. That's a song that he'll always love because it's, he loves submarines and and machines like that. <laughs> and I, I think I think uh, yeah. So that's about it for okay. him. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, you. You know, uh, we had a. I, I think this is more of of my wife Melissa, but we had a, like a little slideshow of uh, Oliver's first, you know, however many months. Sure. Um, and as you did back, you know, five six years ago, you put a slideshow to music. And, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. She she and I both like have this like uh, I don't know this like this this weird gravitational pull towards the bright eyes song first day of my life oh sure yeah i know that song and um yeah yeah we both uh i mean she she still gets pretty emotional every time she hears the song is in random yeah. settings she'll mm-hmm. like hear it and like yeah like need a second sure. you know uh but it always makes me think of oliver the first song i will say that like of like a normal song that oliver was into besides yeah. like 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 a like a rafi or like yeah. some like kids bullshit uh, the first one that like I played for him, I was like, I want you to listen to this. Yeah. And he was like jumping around, dancing, and like singing and like pumping nice. his fist. Was uh, the song from Karate Kid? It was "You're the Best" by Joe Esposito. The best. Yeah. The best around. Yeah. Around. Yeah. Uh, and he was. Uh, yeah. He's still like every now and then he'll ask me to put on the the "You're the Best" song. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's pretty great. That does remind me, we put a song on for uh, uh, Miles when he was born. Right, the moment. And it was um, uh, George Harrison's song "My Lord," yeah. which is a beautiful song. God, it's and, so good. And that that so was perfect for the moment. Good. So you saying that reminded me of that. Um, it's so good. And we did the same for uh, for Finn. We put on an adventure the the opening the song for Adventure Time, the opening song for the show Adventure yeah. Time, because he is mostly named after the character of that show. Finn. Oh, really? That is mostly. I yes, know that. Mostly, yep. Uh, and that song also the the opening song of that is also kind of if it, it, it's a song that we both love. I yeah. know it's it's weird to love the start of a a, a song in a show, but that one if you listen it's to it and if yeah. you watch the show, it's it's actually a pretty moving show and a pretty moving song. So yeah. that reminded me of that. So we'll do that. Good. There you go. Let's move on to your last question. We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, so if you and the family could travel anywhere right now, yeah, where would you go? What would you do? So, are you asking where? Anywhere. I'm not talking like to families. Like, well, something I'm... you normally do. Like, if you had like the time, the money, and the chance to just go. So, are you saying like, anywhere? Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna break this down in in three different sections. It could then. be in like several years. Whatever. Three different sections. Sure. Right? The first one would be me and the whole family. Yes. Me, my wife, my two boys. Mm-hmm. I would say we want to go to Hawaii. Ah, yes. Because I feel like. Oliver loves the water. Yeah. Uh, he would have a to blast go. in the ocean. And I feel like there's enough things to do there that, that Noah, who's my two-year-old, would have a good time. Doing. Definitely. And, and and Melissa and I have been to Hawaii twice. I mean, yeah. Once on our honeymoon, once uh, a couple of years later. Uh, it's paradise. It's paradise. It's paradise. What well, island? Uh, we, we've gone to the same place every time. We go to Oahu. We go okay. to Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to go to Maui. We want to check out other stuff. Go, but man. like... 
uh, Waikiki is is so it's so affordable. Sure. First off, yeah. I mean, it's so simple and so easy. Yep. Uh, if it was just me and Melissa, mm-hmm. right? So me and the wife, uh, we would make it. Uh, I don't know. So I want. I really want to go to Italy. Mm, yeah. She wants to go to France. They're very close. Right. I, so I, I would feel like we would just do a, like a like a tag team and hit them both yes. up. Right? And you could definitely do that. Um, so that that would be chill if it was just me yeah. by myself. Just me. Here's a an open ticket. Do what you want to do. Sure. I'm hitting every ballpark. Ah. every major league ballpark. Mm-hmm. Having pretty uh, fun. I, you're you're giving me two and a half months, give or take, and I'm hitting all the ballparks. Sure, every one of them, um, except for the ones I've been to. Except for the ones I've been to. So, so you don't need to go to Safeco. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to go to Safeco. I don't need to go to uh, Anaheim. I don't yeah. need to go to Detroit. I don't need to go to uh, uh, Wrigley. Yeah. Um, is that it? Do you really want to go to Tampa Bay, though? Yeah, I got to see it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I got to see it. I got to see enough. it, man. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Is there anywhere you haven't been you want to go to? Oh, man. Tons of places. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, tons of, you <laughs> no, had no, both no. tons of places. So, but, uh, uh, Spain, and I haven't been to Italy either. I'd, I'd love to go to Spain and Italy and yeah, Portugal. Those, those, those are the two the I want to go to, Spain and Italy. Um, and I'd like to go to more places mm-hmm. in France because we were in France for, in Paris for only a, a day and a night. Oh, man. A full day and, a, and one evening. And it was way too short. Too so, short. The, uh, we were in other places in France, but uh, I was talking Paris. But I'd like yeah. to spend more time in those two places. That would That's... Good though. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. So. Well, that about does it for our pod tonight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to give a quick shout out to the Stubborn Lovers for letting us use their music. Uh, give us a shout out uh, on Twitter at CW McGrath, at yeah. Vulcan Pancake, at Losers Gracious. Um, if you haven't found us already, and somehow you're listening to us randomly, but if you haven't found us, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play. Uh, subscribe, share, comment. Yeah. Comments means a, mean a lot, guys. They do. Uh, leave us a review. That means so much. There's been a couple of reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, one, my buddy Jesse left us. Uh, one, someone who has a username I don't know. I don't know who the hell it could be. But uh, if it's you and you're listening, thank you. Thank yeah. you for the, the review. We'd love the comments. Uh, yeah, keep them coming. Let us yep. know what you want to hear, too. Like, we you know, we don't have to be all about sports. Yep. We can be about anything. Yeah. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. Sure. Um, yeah, we're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be back, hopefully. The, the plan is to hopefully be back with either yeah. an NBA draft preview. Yeah. Or NBA draft recap. Review, yeah, recap. Yeah, Slash so maybe a free agency thing. Yeah, it's going to be one of the two. Yeah. And then uh, once we get past that, it's really, it's going to be you and I going full sprint yeah. into the NFL season. Yep. So NFL it's going to be season. it's going to be some divisional previews. It's going to be some bold predictions. It's yeah. going to be some fantasy talk. Sure. Uh, we're going to get deep into some NFL. And we'll probably um, throw a little episodes like this. A little, a little more. I like, like this kind of, of stuff. I do too. It's enjoyable. Let you get to know us a little more, or just some pop culture stuff. Yeah, whatever, whatever's going on, we, we'll we'll think of some other really cool things that we. That we like yeah, exactly. Tonight. We're gonna we're gonna try to mix it up a little bit because yeah. uh, you know no one wants to hear about us talk about the Blazers all yeah, day long. I know all day long. I mean, <laughs> even I, if I, I could, could talk about the Blazers, yeah. All day long. yeah. So that's what we got for tonight. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, leave guys. a comment. Uh, do subscribe. Do all the things I talked about earlier. We'll we'll see you hopefully very soon. Yep. Yeah.